Okay, so I'm here today with Royce Haynes. Uh, he's got a few too many things to list them all properly in an introduction, but he is one of the organizers for Startup Weekend in Denver. He was a hack star at Techstars Boulder. He's a senior software engineer at Pearson North America, and I uh, just noticed that he started working toward a master's degree in computer science at CU, so we'll talk to him about that. Uh, we're out here in the suburbs today. Yes. <laughs> I'm out here, um, actually downtown Denver. Uh, you know, not exactly uh, uh, the place for uh, Boulder people podcast, but um, you know, I like to think that I've contributed a little bit to uh, the Boulder Boulder scene. So I think so. Uh, so, what made you decide to go back to grad school? Yeah, so uh, grad school has always been a thing that I wanted to do. Um, I had a goal by age 30. I'm 29 now. By age 30, to have a master's in something and. Um, I figured computer science was the best route because that's what I've been focusing a lot of my time on. So um, it's just, it's one of those things where, um, you know, you don't really need a master's to be a successful entrepreneur, which is you know, kind of my primary goal. But um, it's something that um, I wanted to achieve. And I think that uh, with the master's, if you, if you um, play it right, um, you can get a lot, of, a lot out of it. So for example, when I say by playing it right, like a lot of people, they go after their masters and um, they just they're getting it. They take classes. They don't do the thesis option. Yeah, which that's exactly what I did. Yeah, but I wasn't a, a computer science undergrad, so maybe you can go a little bit deeper. Is that what you're hoping? Yeah, just go a little bit deeper. Like I, I'd like to go a little bit deeper into machine learning. I, f I find that very interesting to me. Um, but I also like to just take aside from the the subject matter. Um, I'm more interested in like what it does for your writing and your, your understanding of researching. Cause like no one's really learned how to just research. You don't take a class in research. You kind of have to just read a few things and learn how to research, but how to thoroughly research and write a paper on the findings that you found. Um, that's a very interesting thing to me. And so I think a master's does a really good job of that. Um, and it, it's also a shorter time period you don't have to do a PhD to get real deep in research, but it gives you a taste of, what it means to be a researcher and I think that can apply in my life personally but also like when I have kids you know I can be able to better understand how to research how to do math you know basic math again and like how to teach them you have know? you ever gone back and I, I tutored for a little while and uh, I think I was working with a kid who was 13 or so mm -hmm. it's actually pretty difficult to dive right into one of his math assignments and help him out I mean yeah you know it's very difficult. Like I watched uh, a couple of Khan Academy videos. I'm like, dude, I can really, I can teach some stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's easy. And then when you go back to try to explain something to somebody that doesn't know, and you know how it works, <laughs> but you don't know how to decompose what you know and then chop it up so a kid will understand it. And that, I, I, that to me, I think a master's or focusing on a thesis and writing um, gives you that ability to, to be able to teach. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so we met during a speaking event last uh, startup week in Boulder. Yeah, I guess it was the one before. Oh, one before last actually. Was it? Was it? I thought yeah. it was just last year, but you might be right. Yep. Um, well, I mean, yeah, we we didn't meet at the startup, but I think we met before that actually, right? We um, the, like, a couple years ago at Boulder Startup Week. I well, I think I think Dan put us in touch. Okay. Um, but uh, either way, you made a quick trip out to SF and came back to Denver. Yep. And I know uh, Jeff Ammons over there at Simple Energy had mentioned that you and him, he was one of the, you were one of the first people that he met when he moved to Boulder. Yep. Is that the way it was for you too? Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I didn't know anybody in Boulder. Actually, the story goes um, like a couple years back. I went to Big Omaha, which is this yeah. conference that happens in uh, Omaha, Nebraska. People love it. I've never been out there. Yeah, but... it's pretty awesome. I've been to all of them, but the first one, and um, it's amazing. Jeff Slabowski, um, uh he's the guy that kind of co-founded Silicon Prairie News. Of a really good thing, but anyway, I was out there a couple years back. Um, I ran into Ingrid and Rachel. Rachel at the time was working for um, uh, Etsy. Uh, or a different Rachel. Uh, Rachel that does the Instagram. Um, oh, uh, Rachel Rye. Yes, yes. So um, at the time she was working at Quick Left. And so I ran into them. Uh, they were from Boulder. Uh, they was like, hey, like if you're interested in moving to Boulder, which I had some interest um, in moving to this area, it's like you should you should come out to Boulder Startup Week. So I, um, I dropped plans. I was actually supposed to be going out to uh, Hangout Music Festival out in Alabama. Um, and I just canceled that. I already had a plane ticket. Just said, you know what? I'm going to go out to Boulder Startup Week. Went out to Boulder Startup Week and um, didn't know anybody other than the Quick Left people. And uh, just kind of immersed myself in all the events. And then uh, one of those events, I think it was at Trada. Um, they had a party. They used to have huge parties. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. Uh, but I went to Trada, and that's where I met Jeff. And um, I had bumped heads with him a couple of times. And me and Jeff kind of been officially friends then um and part of our connection was python like he was interested in django right i was interested in python he was talking about starting a django meetup group in boulder and i was like dude um if i move here i'm happy to help you out so um yeah jeff's just been one of those uh good friends that kind of came out of boulder Startup week yeah he's just a smart fun guy to hang out with for yes, sure he is. uh so i think you're just an interesting person that's part of the reason i roped you into doing this yep. um there's some funny quirks i guess I guess a lot of people have this this backdrop on their computer. I've seen it. I've seen it elsewhere now, but where it says, like, "Hello, Royce." You know, yeah. what is the one thing that you're focused on doing today? And um, like, you're really organized. I noticed that one time I tried to get a drink with you, and you shot me a calendar invite, and you had somewhere to be right afterwards, and you gave me like 15 minutes or 20 minutes of your time, and it was like real, real uh, tight. Yeah. And um, so I don't know. Are you aware of that, or is that just uh, is that you know, um, when you say it out loud, I, it makes me aware of it. No, you're, like, you're very business-like. Yeah, yeah. In a good way, you know. Um, I don't realize it, but I do I do try to play the part. You know, I try to play the part because I have this expectation to be a successful entrepreneur. I right. don't know how, when, or where. <laughs> but um, so I think it's just kind of ingrained in me, but I think it also just comes down from my family. You know, my, my grandpa and my mom started laundromats uh, back in Salina, Kansas, where I'm originally from. Really? Well, I was going to ask you yeah. more about that. So that's, that's where you're coming from? They, yeah. You grew up? Grew up business-like. Um, I have uncles that are very successful in starting businesses. And, um, you know, I've had my, you know, several failures of startup stuff that I've um, um, helped co-found or co-founded or founded myself. So... Um, I try, I'm very studied. I'm a very good studier. So I, I'm, I'm able to study something um, or read a book and like say, okay, I need to make this a habit. And so putting a calendar invite on that keeps me, you know, keeps me honest, make sure to keep me on time um, and keep me business-like, like you said. So, yeah, yeah. Well, I admire it. I think it's, uh, I think it's a good habit to develop. Mm -hmm. uh, I wasn't even sure if we were going to talk about this because it's a little fun. I don't know if it's, uh, if it's appropriate or not, yeah. but uh, you gave a, a talk on Tornado at the Django meetup and you used some funny analogies and I've seen you tweet some stuff that was just real funny. Uh, do you try to dumb things down deliberately or is that the way that you 
process things? Um, you're trying to explain something like async. I mean, that's yeah. a heady topic. So you yeah. want to boil it down a little bit and make it simple for everyone? Or is it just... Yeah, you know, I things have to be very super, super simple for me to understand. Um, and I think uh, trying to make things simple is hard in itself to do. Um, especially when you're trying to portray it to other people that don't really understand it. Right. So... Um, you know, at the time, like, I didn't know much about async, to be honest with you. And it was kind of like me trying to demystify it myself. Right. Um, and hopefully be able to regurgitate that out. But what did you <laughs> say? You said it was like eating a carrot and then eating a steak and then yeah, and the carrot. Yeah, and out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, um, yeah, it was just kind of like this. Um, I don't remember the exact words because it was but, like But I do because yeah. it was because it was memorable, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Um, it was memorable, but I don't know if it was something that was very... Uh, Eloquent. Eloquent and useful <laughs> um, and pretty much gave you the a good analogy to compare it to asynchronous. Uh, no, it's a, it's a good, I think it's a good analogy. Uh, so, so Kansas, actually from Kansas City or Kansas uh, the state? From, from Kansas the state. So originally from Salina, Kansas. Okay, which Salina, is Kansas. 50,000 people. Um, is it? How's it, what's it compared to Boulder? Is it is it similar? Or? Um, no, it's not not similar to Boulder at all. So I mean, think about Kansas. Kansas is a red state. You know, um, I know nothing about that. <laughs> yeah, so Kansas even... Kansas is a very red state, very conservative. Um, people are not as liberal or as um, I guess uh, um, it's definitely not like Boulder. Let's just say, put it that way. Okay. Um, Salina is just a small town. Um, it's a small town in Kansas. I mean, um, I think a lot of people like to describe people from Kansas as regular people. I don't know what that means, but, hmm. um, you know, not, not, there's not a, a noticeable accent, but they're, um, they're just regular people. And I think that's kind of, I don't know how I describe myself. I'm just a regular hardworking person, basically. So. Fair enough. Yep. Uh, would you remind me how to pronounce his name again? Uh, Tom Shakur. Tom Shakur. Yeah. Uh, you're working together with him on, uh, is it Rising Stars or is that something de- separate? Yeah, so it's Rising Stars. Um, Rising Stars is, um, has this partnership, or not necessarily a partnership, but um, kind of this collaboration with uh, this organization called Power Moves NOLA, uh, meaning New Orleans. Um, and the whole purpose of us being there is uh, to have this two-day boot camp where we help uh, minority-based companies, um, specifically software startup, um, tech-oriented companies, um, get uh, an opportunity to get a glance of what uh, Techstars is like or what um, getting um, feedback from mentors uh, from Techstars is like. So we'll cover a lot of things about you know um, making sure you have a good understanding of your problem. A lot of lean startup you know ideas that come out of that. And that information will be portrayed by proven entrepreneurs, uh, investors, and uh, um, people that will bring down to um, um, help them accel their, their company. So um, it's a really cool thing. Um, you know, uh, New Orleans is really trying to figure out how to stir the pot in terms of the startup ecosystem out there. Um, and they're also just trying to um, get the right people involved. So Techstars was just seem like a right fit yep. to get involved to help them out with um, the startup community and um, particularly minorities because uh, New Orleans is a heavily focused, got a lot of minorities out there um, so um, Tom Shakur kind of kind of you know runs this branch of minorities so to speak um, and tech stars and uh, Rising Stars if I step back from Power Moves, Rising Stars started probably about a year or two years ago um, and 
they have the same application process as Techstars does for their, their programs. Um, but the only difference is that um, it's not a three-month um, accelerator thing. It's more of like, hey, you're getting to Rising Stars and you have the opportunity to um, have direct, you know, one-to-one -one, um, meetings with alumni um, or some of the mentors that come out of the Techstars program. Um, so it's a really cool opportunity. Um, it only focuses on my minority companies because, you know, um, statistically, there's not too many minority startup um, companies out there. So um, uh, Tom Shakur kind of tapped me. He's like, hey, Royce, um, I really need help with this uh, boot camp down in New Orleans. And I was like, dude, that's awesome. And um, he kind of, you know, gave me the whole spiel on what's happening there and also the potential to help out more with Rising Stars. So um, it's been it's been exciting. Um, I'm still... Uh, you know, I work full time, so like it's something that I do after hours. Um, but it's been interesting just to learn more about Rising Stars, what Tom Shakur has envisioned for it, and um, how I can contribute. So yeah, I would imagine it makes you feel pretty good too. It's not uh, probably doesn't feel too much like work. No, it doesn't feel like work at all. Um, you know, and it's a good thing to kind of go away from building software and then doing something for the community and just helping out where I can be. And you have a podcast or a video cast. Are you working with Brandon on that? Yeah, so I'm working with a couple of people. Um, in the podcast, um, obviously I'm not doing it right now. Um, we're going to try to do our first uh, launch and podcast set of podcasts in July of this year. So um, Brandon, Brandon's helping me out with video editing. Um, I'm kind of coordinating everything. Maybe he can help me out with video editing. Yeah, See that? video editing. Thing? That'd, yeah. Be, that'd be good. Yeah, that'd be very helpful. <laughs> um, and then... Uh, uh, Orion Carrington, he's this guy. Uh, Orion is a MC and a host here in um, Denver, um, and also Boulder. So like, he uh, MCs um, Boulder Raw, which is like this event where a whole bunch of artists come up and they sing and do all this stuff. It's like a talent show, so to speak. Hmm. And uh, so he's going to be basically the one doing the interviews. Um, uh, Ryan is, and then Brandon's going to do editing, and I'm just going to kind of put the website together and <laughs> kind of coordinate like getting really cool people yep. to come be on the interview, uh, come be on the podcast. Um, the podcast name is called Blurred News. Uh, Blurred. Oh, that's new. I hadn't heard yeah. uh, the name last time we spoke. Yeah, so Blurred News is the name. Uh, we have blurrednews.com. There's no site up right now, but um, come July, we'll have something up for you guys. Um, but yeah, it's, it's going to be exciting. And like, you know, the kind of what we're going after is um, contextualizing startup information for um, a minority audience. That makes sense? Yep. And we're not really limiting. We, we assume that it's going to be a minority audience simply because, you know, we we are minorities ourselves. So I don't care what you um, say, Royce. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to listen to your podcast. Exactly, exactly. So, like, we, we, wanna, we want um, everyone to listen in, but we're just kind of contextualizing information for a different audience and saying, hey, look, um, there are um, people like us, black nerds, um, you put black and nerd together, that makes blurred, which is our name, blurred news. But um, there are people like us that are in software tech and are doing amazing things. So we want to highlight those people. You have people like Tom Shakur, which was a CTO of Filterbox that got acquired. You have um, Don Charlton, who's the CEO of The Resumator. Um, you have people like um, Nate Jones, who is the CEO of Ag Local, which is this company that does well. They got a um, million dollars or a little bit or more from Andreessen Hortz. Um, so you have some amazing people out there that are minorities doing amazing things and we kind of want to um, highlight them um, similar to how um, Andrew Warner highlights a lot of people, similar to how 
uh, Kevin Rose highlights a lot of people from Twitter, you know, founders of Twitter and all that stuff. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a fun project. And it's it's a fun thing. Like, you know, it's something that I'm not comfortable. Not It's not my comfortable zone because I'm a developer. Um, uh, that's all right. That's but, I, I like getting out of that zone. Exactly. Uh, this, is, this is unscripted. We have some talking points, but yeah. I, I hope uh, I hope I don't lead us into disappointment with this oh, question. But no worries. I mean, is there anyone in the Boulder, Denver area that fits into that same category of people that you're talking about there? It, we, we're lacking diversity. Let's, no, let's be honest. In Boulder, in particular. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, you know, diversity means a lot. It means different things to people, right? So. When you talk about diversity at Harvard, when people get accepted, diversity means they're like, you know, um, people from Africa, people from Hong Kong, people from different places makes mm-hmm. diversity, right? Yep. Um, we're particularly thinking about, um, you know, people of color, um, any any shade of color, um, and um, kind of having a variety versus like having what you typically see. Oh, I, I just you know uh, meant specifically in, in Boulder. Are in there Boulder, people so that you can examples. think of and point to who are kind of doing the same thing that you're doing? Or Yeah. Um, good question. Um, in Boulder, I would say... Um, I think... I think... Um, Ubli. I think Ubli is a good That's one. the first one. Yep. I was actually thinking the same thing. Yep. Honestly. Ubli is a good one. Yeah, Carly's amazing. Her and her husband uh, played poker with them a few weeks ago. And uh, it's Isaac, right? Yep, Isaac. Yeah. He, he, he bluffed me out of more than more than a couple dollars. So oh, really? Yeah. Um, but he's a good person, man. I, I like. I want to sync up with him. I, I met him at Startup Weekend CU Boulder. So um, I think Ubli is a good a good group of guys. Um, I think um, Occipital too. Like you have um, Reddy, who's you know leading a company there. I don't know him. Is he is is he from? Um, so I I think you know I know he went to school in Michigan. I'm not sure where he's from originally, but um, I know he's from Indian descent. So oh. Um, um, and congrats, by the way, I think he got married yesterday. Oh! Um, by, yeah. Yeah, I saw that so, that was all over the Twitter feed. All, I all over the Twitter uh, feed. So I didn't know that's who you were referring to. Yeah, yeah, so congrats to, to them. Um, but yeah, I mean, there there are, but it's very hard to find them. And I'm actually not, not even to find them, like, it's just, it, there's not too many minorities in Boulder, um, us, you know, and so it's very hard to find those people and very hard to highlight them so yeah that's the reality of it yeah. so it's okay to, to talk about it and um dan andrews mentioned chirp yep i read the blog post about it it's hilarious you and brandon are sitting around talking about uh money bags yeah just playing automatically in your cell phone and, and so that's that's it that's what happens it, it makes a sound when you get sales or yeah yeah so chirp is chirp is this app that we made um back in December um, and a weekend or on a weekend and basically um, it's an app that ties into Stripe and uh, whenever Stripe sends us an event that says hey you got a new customer or you got a new charge it just chirps at you so um, currently the chirp is not money bags so there's a song called money bags by Rick Ross or something like that but um, uh, it's like I think it's like the Intel chirp <laughs> that it just chirps at you. So yeah, it chirps at you and also shows you how many customers you have um, within a month um, or within a week range. And then also how much money you've made within a month or within a week range. So that's that's what Chirp started out as. And it's kind of uh, morphing into something new, so. How can you can get it? Can you get it in Play or the App Store? Or? Yeah, so you can get it in the iPhone. Uh, if you have iPhone, um, you can download it in the App Store. Um, it's particularly for companies that use Stripe um, 
And more specifically than that, SaaS companies that have recurring revenue, um, it's ideal. Um, it's probably not ideal if you're getting customers like 10 a second because you'll probably get, we don't aggregate that information and push it out to you. You'll just get a chirp whenever it happens. Um, but it's good for those ones that are like companies that are like starting out. SaaS companies are kind of starting out and um, want to know when, when they're getting paid and when they get a new customer. Haven't had a customer for a couple months. <laughs> just waiting for that exactly, one. Exactly, exactly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love it. Uh, so I, we were just talking beforehand and I was telling you that I'm trying to start doing consulting. Um, you gave me some advice. I know you've done some freelance work and some consulting. Um, I don't know. Did you? Did anything else come to mind over the last couple of minutes as we were talking here? Any any thoughts on sort of process or quality? I know I saw a tweet recently about uh, how it wasn't about process; it was about culture. But um, me working as a software developer at a lot of different companies, I I tend to obsess over uh, things that that I think could be a little bit better, and and I want to have an impact on 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 the business. But it's hard when your role is to write code. Um, I think it might be better off, you might be better off coming in as a third party and giving advice, but um, you know, do you have any additional thoughts? Do you think that that's possible or? Yeah, you know, I think, I think uh, we can like, I think we can equate like process and like, you know, process within a startup or within a company that, you know, is a big, big company. I think you can equate into like an equation real talk, like you can have process times um, creativity or culture. You're just trying to not equals, smother the creativity, yes, right? Equals impact. And so like, I think where you make a good impact is if you have a good balance of process mm -hmm. times, I mean, if you have zero process and you have a hundred percent culture, or, you know, creative, I don't know. I don't even want to define that, but culture, but then that's zero impact, right? Because you're too creative and you don't have anything that controls the creativeness and has a process. But the post I saw was about Airbnb though and they just had some huge investor come in and say that the number one priority was not to um, ruin the, the culture. Yep. Um, well, you know, I think Airbnb, I mean, um, in the context of Airbnb, I imagine that, you know, they've raised a lot of money, they're making a lot of money and they're in this kind of, there's an early stage startup, right? And then there's growth stage startup. Mm -hmm. And then there's like, company business you know so like I think they're at that growth stage and they've probably been there for a while and when you're at that growth stage um, as your revenue and the amount of users grow your company grows as well yep and so as that grows you um, tend to lose culture but were you, you know? saying if you had zero process then you would have zero yeah because I mean like if you take it to that equation zero times um, creativity creativity or culture or whatever I mean, zero times creativity, that's zero, right? So right. that's no impact. So I think you have to have a balance of both. Um, you have to have like 50% of process and 50% culture. And process is going to limit culture because there's only some things you can do. Like, is it is it, re is it reasonable for a company that has 20,000 um, employees to have unlimited vacation? Is it reasonable? I don't know. It is kind of reasonable for a company that has like 20 but not so much. So like, then you have to have some type of process around, um, uh, you know, and vacation policy and all this other stuff, right? So like, I think that it has to be an even balance to where as the company grows, um, revenue, customer base, and employee base, um, you have to have this balance of process and culture. 
um, to make a big impact. What about and, growth? Do you think growth is as important as everybody makes it out to be? Um, I think growth is important. Um, I think it's if you're going to call yourself a business, part of being a business is um, having growth. Um, and when I define growth, growth is part making money. Growth is part um, growing as as a company, you know, like maturing as a company. Um, and maturing is also like, you know, having some morals, having some culture, having some process. Um, and growth is all, all is also, um, I said, money, um, growing as a company. I think, yeah, I mean, I think you always, you have to have growth. Like, I mean... You can't just have a small, exactly. sustainable business? You don't think that's... or. Well, I mean, yeah, you can have a small sustainable business, right? I mean, if you're, if you're, if you're, I mean, it depends on what we what we define as growth, right? Is growth like money? You know, is growth as in like yeah, users you know, who are happy? Yeah, users are happy. You know, like how are we going to increase happiness? Or Number of employees. I don't exactly. know. Some people look at that. And yeah, so you got to figure out what growth is for you and figure out how you're going to be good at that growth. You know what I'm saying? Um, I mean, when we look at um, like. I'm not on Facebook anymore, but like when you think about Facebook, like what is their, what are they trying to grow? Like, I don't know what they're trying to grow. Like, are they trying to grow more users? You know, like how does that translate into whatever their goals are? You know? Um, so I think it's case by case for each company. What does growth mean? Um, but I think as a co-founder, you, you always have to be growing. Um, or as an entrepreneur, you always have to be growing. I think um, it's important for you to grow um, and I think it's just by nature that you grow and you learn each day or each quarter, each year, um, how you can do, how can you attempt to be better than before? I like, I like your point there. It's, it's really interesting that, you know, it, it might not be measurable. It might not, or it might be a different metric than revenue yep. or whatever. Uh, so yep. I like that a lot. That's interesting. Um, who should we get on here next? Who, who should I get on here next? Is there anybody in Boulder that you would just love to hear a podcast from? Or yeah, yeah. Um, and there's there's a lot of people from Boulder that I would love to hear from. I guess they could be in Denver too. Yeah, but. Denver too. Like, <laughs> you know, um, Claire would be a good person. Claire Tischer. Um, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing her last name right, but Claire would be an awesome person to hear from. Um, I like the stuff that she writes about. Um, I like the stuff that she tweets about. Um, I'm trying to think of somebody else. Um, you already got Dan Andrews. Yeah. Um, Eugene. Eugene. Um, yeah, I would he, like to meet him. He sounds yes, like a real interesting character. I'll do an email intro for you. Um, but Eugene is a great person. Um, Any other projects or small businesses or anything that, that you're excited about that you can think of? Yeah, things that I'm excited about. Um, you know, I'm just, I'm just excited about everything these days. Like, I'm excited <laughs> to be back in Denver. I'm excited to be, you know, I'm excited about the community. You can kind of feel... Like, you know, I live in Denver. Um, I worked out in Boulder for a while um, last year, mostly. But, like, you just kind of feel this area growing, and you, you can feel, like, the energy. And so um, I'm, I'm very excited about just what's going on um, around here. Um, I think I think Colorado as a state's making the right moves. I think, um, like, Colorado as a startup ecosystem is making the right moves um, to be a very sustainable uh, area. So, um, yeah. I think that's that's all I have. I'm excited too. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you very much, Royce. Mm -hmm. uh, I appreciate you taking the time, and I'll try to get another podcast out there for you guys soon. I, I've made a commitment. I made a post about it, but uh, we're trying to do this bi-monthly now, 
instead of uh, every couple of months. So, and it, also if you know anybody who's willing to sponsor a space uh, so that we could do an interview once every couple of weeks, then we would appreciate that because we're out at Royce's apartment in Denver right now. Yeah. And it'd be cool to uh, be at a local business in Boulder. But thank you everyone for tuning in. Thank you.